0: I'm excited. I'm ready for a good message. Are y'all, you thought church was over. No! We're just getting going. Let's go to the Word this morning. I did a few messages since the beginning of the year. I did them on purpose because had an election that really, especially with a lot of conservatives, it really caused a lot of grief and, and, and just discouragement and things like that. And uh, But guys, we don't put our confidence in Washington, D.C. Call upon Washington, D.C., and you shall be saved. I say call on Washington, D.C., and there's a good chance you're going to be damned. Excuse my language. Any other name you call on is a dead end. Amen? But A lot of times we're with our confidence in politics and things like that. Guys, we're going to be weak people if we do that. Okay? Boy, I like it when conservative policies are in. I wish whichever side you're on, you're on the Republican or the Democrat side, I wish this should be on Jesus' side. For example, if he if he says in his word that life is precious and we're fearfully and wonderfully made, then why don't you be against abortion? Say, instead of going along just to get along. Why don't you just say it and stand up? You want to vote a certain way? That's fine. But why don't you get in line with what Jesus says? Because at the end of the day, that's the one name. We're not going to remember your name. Got it or not? Matter of fact, you ain't having your name. Who knows the Bible? When you get to heaven, you get in a what? A new name. What name ain't gonna be new when you get there? Whose name? That's some. That's some. That's some old fashioned right there. Amen. Yes or no? Come on. Come on. So I was trying to give us messages to encourage us, but also to you know to really to pop us a little bit. We need to stick with it been using the book of 1st Timothy for the most part and we'll be in it again today so we gave that message. Then we gave this one how do you live in the now even when it's nasty? Okay? We gave a message on that, fighting worry, anxiety, and stress because a lot of people are all stressed out. Then I gave a message on walking on water. How close is Jesus? He's right here. Amen. We have him. God loves us as a believer in Christ. Then last week the big Super Bowl, the goat. It ain't Tom Brady. Well, he is in football. But the goat, the greatest of all things, is people. You know what the greatest thing is in your house? Your wife, your children, yourself. And outside that house, my neighbor. And you get in the car, get some gas, got the station. You go to Publix, that little girl right there had a young lady last week, 12th grader at Venice High. And I said something in a message about, you know, about somebody leading you to Christ or something. I don't remember, but she came up to me afterwards and she came up here and told me I was the one that had led her to Christ. But then she said, she said to me, she said, she told her grandma, when I said, who led you to Christ? She said, he's up there talking about himself. Because, but that's a beautiful thing, and she works at Publix. Amen? So, that's the most important thing. The greatest of all things, and that was last week. And, uh, but let's go with another message today from 1 Timothy. And see, a lot of these messages were to Timothy. Who was Timothy? Timothy was a young pastor. He was going to take over. A lot of the work of the Apostle Paul. How would you like that job? Yeah, he was young. Matter of fact, the Bible says they despised him. They despised Timothy. Because he wasn't Paul and he wasn't like other people. You know? And uh, so Paul had to help him. Stick with it, Timothy. You can make it even though it's nasty, Timothy. Remember, Timothy, people are the priority, Timothy. Timothy. In today's message, push up, Timothy. Push, Timothy! You can be stronger. You can do this, Timothy. How would you like Paul telling you that? Amen? God's Word. Matter of fact, the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and Titus, these books, if you go to theological school and all that like I did They'll tell you these are the pastoral epistles. Don't, don't worry about any of that. This book was written for you. It was written for me. And that's how I like to preach. Let us us today learn. Y'all ready to learn? Can you say learn? Now, guys, I'm feeling pretty good today. If I was you, I'd get on the bandwagon. Because so some days I don't feel so hot and I ain't, I've been a little sick. But today I'm hitting on all cylinders. And I'm feeling good, so let's go with the Word. Amen. Come on, I'm hitting on all cylinders now, baby. In case you think, well, he's weird. No, this is actually me. (laughs) I liked you when you were different. Well, sorry. So how can I be stronger? You might say, well, I'm like Edna and Bill here today. They're celebrating 70 years of being married. Praise the Lord, Edna and Bill. Does that mean after 70 years you can't be strong anymore? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It's a different kind of strength we're going to talk about. And i got Pete and Joan, three rows back, sitting right in front of me. And they're going to be married 70 years And in when? In, in June. 70 years. How many churches have two of those? And they're faithful and solid as a day as long, these people, man. So how do you stay strong? How do you get strong? Well, Paul's going to start out, now don't go to sleep on me, please kills me. Okay? Here's the problem. Problems with people can make you weak. Or make you strong. Timothy was called to work with people. Okay? But that's a lesson for all of us, guys. The thing that will make you weaker than anything is people. Our people. For example, a child that is hurting can take your knees right out from under you. Or a child that's wayward has broken your heart. It's like I can't even breathe. Or a marriage. A wife who's hurt you. Or a husband. It's like it'll just kill you. It'll just, you, know, you can have a fight at home. You can go to work and you just sit to your stomach all day. People can make you stronger or weaker. You're not getting away from people. Uh, even though it seems like they're trying to do that in our world today. God help me. I hope it doesn't happen to me. People matter to me more than anything. That's what I love. I thrive on people. If you don't know what makes me tick, Gary loves people. I love people. I want you to love people. What kind of people? All of them. Like Kenny. How you doing, Kenny? Kenny came in. Came last week. I learned his name. I saw him again. I said, hey, what? Did I say, hey, Fred? I said, hey, Kenny. Because my brother's name Kenny, so I can remember it. Sometimes I can't. But I got yours, buddy. Well, we matter, right? All of us matter, right? So let's just talk about it. But problems with people can kill you. So here's the thing. How can I be stronger? How can I be stronger in my life? How can I be stronger as a person? How can I be stronger in my relationships with people? And so Paul helps Timothy. Here we go. Some people are going to depart from the faith. He told Timothy this. Okay, Timothy, some people are going to leave you. Some people are going to go crazy on you. But guys, when you're reading this, I want you to think of yourself. Don't think of these people. I want you to take this message in today and I want you to say, God help me, let not this be me. Help me not to be one that departs from the faith. Say that out loud. Help me not to be one that departs from the. So, he starts out. Verse 1. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the last days, the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. They're going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines. It's interesting, of devils. We think of divination and all that. Let me tell you something. Any doctrine that's not Jesus Christ is of the devil. That's what that means right there. You just think about our world today, churches today, teaching you here today. My land, if that ain't the last days, I don't know what is. It's going to happen. They're going to give heed to seducing spirits because it sounds real good and it'll suck you right in. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy. We're going to unpack all this having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So, some people are going to part from the faith, Timothy. I don't want this to be me. But it's going to happen. As we meet people, it's going to happen. But the big deal here today is let's not let it be us. Amen? Y'all hear me or not? So why do people depart from the faith? We just learned. Here's some reasons. Number one, by following deceptive teaching. Oh, you don't believe in Jesus. You say his name a little too much. You don't believe in that Bible, do you? I've had people tell me this. You don't you don't preach hell or anything like that, do you? I didn't make it up. What do you want me to teach? Oh, okay, you're good. Your good works are good. Your good works are good. You just live your life as what you want to do, do the best you can, and when you die, you go to heaven. I don't think you're going to like me that day. Amen or oh me? When you're cast into outer darkness. I'd rather you not like me now. Amen? And hear the truth. Because that's strong. I need truth, man. So, people depart from the faith by following deceptive teaching. It sounds good. By becoming what? People depart from the faith by becoming what? Hypocrites. And flat-out liars. Now, here's what happens. Here's what happens. People can be you, can be me. We depart from the Scriptures, what we know is right, the Word of God. And then before long... We're not doing what the book says. And then so now we start living two lives. On church, look, how you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. How you? Yes. Got my little offering. Yeah. But you're a hypocrite. You're living two lives. And you're lying. This is very dangerous. Are you hearing me today or not? Number three, and because you've not been in the Word, believing the Word, now you live in a life that ain't true, your conscience is what? Seared, the Bible says, as with a what? A hot iron. That hurts. You get an iron on you, you take an iron and on your skin, we're going to see that later. I mean, it's It's rough. Can you imagine your mind? Can you imagine as you fall away from the Lord, as you choose to go away from the Lord, then you choose this hypocrisy and the lying. Then, here's the thing about that conscious thing. Now, you think you're good. See, I'm right. You know, living two lives, going home and, you know, and got to watch my language. Chatting around with a little girl at the office or wherever it might be. But going back home. Go to church. Y'all hear me or not? And all of a sudden, you think you're right. Now, I ain't saying. You, you, there your conscience is seared. Were you right? And God's wrong. And you deserve this. Y'all listening or not? This is all weakness. If you're so weak you don't know how to be married, you're a weak person. Did you hear what I just said? Okay? Quit making excuses. Don't make excuses. Now, I could, I could feel the, the, the blank in there. Guys, that is not strength. This is weakness. Staying with it is strength. Not becoming a hypocrite is strength. Not becoming a liar is strength. Yes or no? This is strong. And Paul's saying to Timothy, You've got to be strong, Timothy! Paul went through a lot, didn't he? If you know the life of the Apostle Paul. Wow. Timothy wasn't going to know what was going to hit him. <laughs> Amen. So, that's what happens. that Your conscience becomes seared and all of a sudden you think you're right. Say this quote with me. They're all mine today. Say it out loud. When you say something with your mouth, talk, but deny it with your life, deeds, you deaden your conscience a little every every time. Oh, I believe this. But I believe this. And you think you're fooling. Because that's who we are. We're sinners. We think we're, we're sly. We're cool. We can do it. But what you don't know is God made you. And every time you do that, your head is becoming dead, Fred, or Jill, or whoever. Yeah, our head's becoming dead. And we think we're pulling one over on God. You think God's going to get something pulled over? No. And I'm not trying to be ugly today. This is just how strong messages are. I'm glad I had the strength to do it today to do it. Say this one with me. What you say you believe and how you behave should always go together. Are we talking about perfection? Absolutely not, guys. We know know it ain't going to be perfect, perfect. But it shouldn't be, I believe this, boom, but I live over here and do this. And I love who? Well, Jesus, but after a while you won't even say that. I can't run like that. I had a little spell. Uh, I was doing great, too. Uh, We'll hang in there, okay? Look at these crazy verses. Verse 3. Forbidding to marry. They sound like crazy verses. And commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Just keep with me. For every creature God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving if it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer. It's a progression here. Departing from the faith. Denying truth and being deceived. Becoming a hypocrite. Lying about it. Then my conscience is seared. And I think I'm right. And you're wrong. I got a new revelation. Not good, guys. Hypocrites are not godly leaders. They never will be. Church is full of them. We can can tag you within any, any tag. But you're not a godly leader if you're a hypocrite. Yes or no? You're not a godly parent if you treat your children one way in public and you treat them another way at the house. It is what it is, yes or no? You're not a godly employee, in my opinion. If you work at an office or something like that, and you get home, and all you can do is talk about the boss man or the boss lady. You're weak. I'm sorry. Get another job. Grow up. But live for the Lord. Y'all hear me or not? This is strong, isn't it? It's good for us today. If you're visiting, you're like, wow, is he always like this? Yeah, pretty much. No, I'm really not. But I want you to see something here. I think I've I've hit something here that's really important. Hypocrites are not godly leaders. What we've described is not a godly leader. And they turn from truth. Remember, departing from the truth, erring from the faith? And they turn, say that word with me, to what? They turn to what? (laughs) What's that mean? What's that mean? Here's what that means. You've departed from the truth. You're the hypocrite and the liar, and your conscience is seared, and now you don't tell me how to live my life. Who are you joking with here? Yeah, you start changing. See, if you're not going to follow the Scriptures because you don't read the Scriptures, then you have to make up crap. So crap is getting made up. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's really sad. A lot of denominations and churches follow a lot of crap. That's not in the Bible. It's not It's not true. And they just follow it hook, line, and sinker because somewhere in their life, somebody was a leader, departed from the faith, became a legalist, made up things, and now that whole church or that movement's following it. Yes or no? Y'all hear me? It's crazy, isn't it? But I'm not trying to talk about people. I'm trying to talk about us. This is us. When you believe and know the truth, say, oh, this is huge. Say this quote with me. When you believe and know the truth, you are less impressed with a list of rules of do's and don'ts. You like that, don't you? I like that too, my brother. Come on, let's say it again. This is country talk. When you believe and know the truth, you are less impressed with a list of rules of do's and don'ts. It's funny how you can have departed from the faith. You can be a hypocrite and a liar. You can have a conscience seared. But you can look at somebody and say, look at him with a tattoo. Can you imagine what God's thinking? You are lucky he hasn't just struck your tail dead right on the earth. Or we say this, you know, look at how short her skirt is. Some churches have women in the back just to watch for the women to give them little coverings. I like the blood of Jesus covering us, not your little cloth, okay? Yeah, I go, I'll go. i go with that, okay? I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to be... Anybody's welcome here. I say, but try to come covered up, okay? But it doesn't matter. People can come here, yes or no. Why are we going to live by a list of rules? This is something i got to fight too, Gary. Don't make up a bunch of list of rules of this or that. Some people got a list for a preacher. They don't like the way I dress. Good. They don't like the way I talk. Fine. At least you met me. You met Gary. Not a preacher. You just met Gary. I'd like for them to be able to meet me. God will use you if you do that. You hear me? Good word today. So to not depart from the faith, to not become a hypocrite, To not have a seared conscience, these are all things we should want. Yes or no? You shouldn't say, I want number four. This should be something we all say I don't want. To not live by a list but the truth is going to require some serious what? Serious what? This is something that will dog you every day and the rest of your life. Living according to God's word. Not being a hypocrite. Being a person of truth and honesty. Not living by a list. Not believing deception. It's everywhere out there around us. It's going to require some serious strength. So here's the message. And we're almost... We're halfway to three quarters. How can I be what? One more time. How can I be what? Who wants to be like that? Who wants to be like... I'm not saying we aren't. You're probably... Many today watching online. You're saying that is me. Well, at least you're starting to hear truth. But instead of making me the bad guy right now, why don't you receive truth in humility and say, Lord, speak to me. Help me. Amen. So how can I be stronger? Well, I spent a lot of time with coaches this week. And even though I wrote a lot of this message years ago, many, many years ago, because I love this passage of Scripture, but uh, it has a lot of uh, coaching influence in it. I spent a lot of time with coaches this week. Matter of fact, a coach at the high school wrestling, fifth championship in a row this year. They play, had 18 teams at Lemon Bay High School. He called me. I had lunch with him this week. Then he and I went on a, a big, strong walk for about an hour. He's pushing me. He's going to help me try to get to feeling better. And I appreciate him. He's a great trainer. But he said, uh, he called me. He said, would you come by and speak to our boys before the... Uh, Wrestling match. 18 schools are showing up all over our state. And so I go into not their locker room. I'm with our guys. Amen. And I go in there and, you know, he puts his arm around me. and He tells the guys, he said, guys, I say it often. Put people in your life that's a good influence. Put people in your life that's going to pull you up, not put you down. And he said, he put his arm around me. He said, this is who Pastor Gary is to me. And then he just turned me loose on him. And my words out of my my mouth to them was, 18 schools are here. Go out there and beat the snot out of them. (laughs) Beat the snot out of them. Yeah. And I said, no, you can't say that because you're a Christian. I said, that's all made up bull. I know my Bible. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all of the who. And the Bible says, whatever you do with your hands, do it with all your might. That means if I'm even choking somebody. Because <laughs> he's got a referee to get me off of him. Let the ref do his job. I prayed with him, prayed with him. What am I saying? I'm just trying to say, when you are who you are, when you're when you, not perfect, I still got screw ups. But when you're who you are, and and that's hard to find out who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Are you in Christ? Are you you still controlled by the fear, or am I a child of God? I am a child of God. It's amazing. When you start to discover who you are, your personality, the way you talk, the way you look, why do you get in front of the mirror and say, oh, I don't look good? Why don't you get in front of the mirror and say, thank you, Lord, I got the face I got. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making me, me. I matter. I have value. I'm not garbage to you, God. When you start living like that, you'll be less concerned about what people think, especially the judging church people. Are you all with me or not? It's a strong one. I know it's a toughie today. So, how do you do it, Clark? Well, i spent time with coaches. I'll make it real simple for you. How can I be stronger? Number one, say it out loud. One, two, three. Everybody can remember this message. Eat right. We're not missing scriptures either. Timothy, how are you going to do it? How are you not going to become a hypocrite yourself, Timothy? How are all these people that you're going to work with, Timothy, how are you going to help them not to do that? How are you going to hold yourself together when they do do it, Timothy? You put the brethren in remembrance of these things. You be a good minister of Jesus. Nourished up. There's our word, eat. Nourished up in the what? Words of faith and good like, if you don't like what I've said today, you're watching online, radio, you're listening in here, I'm going to tell you right now, what I've said today is good doctrine, whether you like it or not. And there just ain't a whole lot you can say about it. You might not like the delivery. You might not like me. You, I don't give a hoot. The bottom line, truth is truth. And, I, and to be honest with you, you heard it more simply today than you've heard it in a lot of places. And now you're responsible. Amen. It's good. He told Timothy, do that, where you've attained. See there? You teach him, Timothy, like I've taught you, Timothy, and like I see you doing, man. Awesome. Just do that, Timothy. But do this. Would you please say that, verse 7? Refuse. Profane and old wives. Oh, my gosh. Church is full of that, too. You can listen to some other Christian TV and radio. It's like, uh, where do you get that from? You might not, if you're not in the words, you might not catch it. But boy, I'm catching it all the time. I'm like, eh, that's crazy. Avoid that, Timothy. Eat right. What does that mean, church? Say this with me. Number one, push your... That's what that means. When I say eat right, feed on words of faith. Feed on God's word. Feed on the truth of God's word. Feed on things that you know are right. Feed on good doctrine number two in teaching. Yeah, but at the other church, they having them come down out and they're popping them in the head and they running around and everything and they got a big offering. They can have it. I'd rather have the Word of God, the truth. I need help in my life what I need. How about you? I still, I'm, I'm married. I, I'm raising two girls. I'm a pastor. I'm, I need help. I don't need to fly on a different high every weekend. I'd rather have God's word and truth and an anchor. That's what, you know, as athletes don't become strong overnight by going from, from gym to gym to gym. They become strong because they, they put an effort in and they give their body and they work like a dog. And that's what it's going to take out of you and me. Push yourself if you want to be this strong believer. Refuse godless ideas and fairy tales. Just refuse it. Yeah, but they're nice people. That's fine. They'd be nice all day. I don't have to listen to the the bull. Y'all hear me or not? I know that's ugly. Can you say this with me? Life's hard enough without having to make things up. That's country talk. (laughs) Ain't there enough Bible without you having to go find some more in it? I mean, come on. Don't we have enough right there without you making up something else for us? Say Come on. So eat right. Number two, how do you become stronger? Number two, oh, what do you do? Exercise. Y'all ain't as excited as I am about this message. Look at what he told Timothy. Here's our word. And do what? Exercise yourself unto godliness. And then this great verse for people like me. For bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that now is and in the life to come. So what's point number two? Push yourself toward godliness, church. You don't want to depart from the faith and become a hypocrite and a liar and a, then a seared conscience and then you tell everybody else how to do it, but your life's screwed up. Then you've got to push yourself toward Godliness. You've got you to exercise like this. You've got to train yourself in the what? the ways of God. And I love you. I thank you for coming to church. I love you here. I love that you listen to Crazy Me. This is training on Sunday, isn't it? Most of us hadn't heard this all week, hardly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good for us. Know this training is most important. It's most important. This training is for living life right now and for eternity. When you get to heaven, you're not going to show us your abs. We hope not. We hope heaven ain't like that. I'm all for exercise, guys, and pray for me. I need to do a little better at it. That's okay. I get that. But at the end of the day, there's a person inside of here, and his name's Gary. And he's real and he has a spirit and a soul and, and God made me like he made me. And he wants me to be a godly person and an influence wherever I can. And I screw it up some. But that's the most important thing for Gary. Okay? There's something called real life out there. One of my favorite quotes, say it with me. Life is the, this is my quote too, I'm going to be famous. Life is the real gym, the gym ain't real life. And I thought about it this morning. If I put that on a t shirt for really fat people like me, I could become a millionaire. <laughs> How many people would buy that shirt? How many big people like me would buy that shirt? I'm buying that shirt. That's my shirt right there. Life the real gym. The gym ain't real life. Get away from me. Give me that ice cream. I'd wear that to public every time I went. I would like give me that right there. This is the real gym, right yeah. here. That's a great quote. It's the truth though, ain't it? Is life the real gym? Or is getting on the treadmill at DeWye thinking you're in Switzerland when you're just down on Pine Street. Where are you at? Come on, man. Wake up. Come on. Exercise. Bodily exercise is good. Godly exercise is superior. The most important thing I can do is godly exercise. Yes? That's it, man. That's if you don't want to depart from the faith, become a hypocrite, be a liar, have a seared conscience, and then start telling us how to do it. Number three, oh, I believe I got the message. So I eat right, exercise, and then I what? This is what great coaches tell their teams. That's what you need. You can't be a great athlete if you're just going at it all the time. There's a certain pace you got to go at. You've got to have your, your rest. What do I mean by rest? This is a faithful saying, verse 9, and worthy of all acceptation, for therefore we both labor and we suffer reproach because we trust, trust, trust. There's a lot of rest in trust, isn't there? When you trust in the living God, is that a good place to rest? Who's the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe these things command and teach? So rest, rest. And that word means to me is push yourself into reality. Don't lose me here. This message is reality today. You will, you will, one way or the other, you're going to become one of these two things we talked about today. You're going to stay with the faith. You've been saved. But if you don't stay with the truth of God's Word, I will guarantee you there's a big part of you that's going to become a hypocrite. And then there's another part of you that's, you know, going to be lying to yourself. I don't understand the Bible. I never understood anything I didn't read either. Amen. It's just a, it's just a natural thing that's going to happen, and, and it can get really bad. It can get really bad if you don't if you're not careful. Y'all hear me or not? Then it can go into the hypocrisy, the lying, the Whole two lives, and then you can think you're so good. You blame us for all your crap because we don't do it your way. Am I telling the truth? How many have already lived some of this in your life? You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Have got any hands wanting to go up? I've seen this a little bit. So push yourself into reality. What I'm telling you is right. This is God's word. Rest on it. Exercise godly leadership, exercising godly leadership is work. It's going to take work. It's going to, ta- it's going to hurt. Doing this is going to hurt, just like working out in anything. It hurts, man. Taking the time, living for Christ. There will be disillusionment. There will be times of you know, separation. There will be times of just devastation. There will be all kinds of spiritual attack. There will be a lot of things that's going to happen. But it's going to take work. But you've got to rest assured, rest assured that this is the word of God and this is the right thing for my life. That's strength. It's going to require tremendous trust in God. And that's what he's telling Timothy. And I want you to say that. I know I've had you talking with me, but good. It's good for you. Here we go. Say this with me. I must believe no matter how bad it is or how hurt I get, God is good and God is Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, that's a good word. We ain't done yet, but praise the Lord. Come on. Now listen, how many would say you, it got real bad and I got really hurt, but the one thing that kept me making it and made me th- made through the crap in my life, I've said it a lot today, I'm sorry, but is is that I remembered God was good and He was faithful, and that's what carried me through it. Can I see your hands? Look at the hands. There's like So is this the truth I'm saying, yes or no? Of course it is. But was it hard? Did it hurt? Sure it did. Pushing myself toward him, towards Jesus, is what? It's worth it. But you know who don't? The lazy man. You know who loses the match at the gym, at the, at the wrestling match? Probably the one that didn't work the hardest. Amen? You think Tom Brady was just naturally gifted? Or do you think that guy probably has put in a lot of work? You think he just goes out and wings it on Sunday? How bad do you think Tom Brady's body hurts at age 43 doing what he does? I can get out of bed and I hurt. Can't imagine getting thrown over or crushed by some defense's lineman. What I'm saying is this is all just real life I'm talking about. Amen? we got to quit. And then there you go. You're ready. You're ready now to do what? So you mean if I eat right, Pastor? mm Mm-hmm. If I exercise, mm-hmm, if I representative mm-hmm, you're going to be ready to what? And look what he says. Let no man despise your youth. He's telling Timothy now. I'm about done now, Timothy. I got you where I need you now, Timothy. Timothy's been listening all ears. Don't let anybody despise you and your youth. Here's what you do about it. You can't go. You can't go out and make yourself old. What are you going to do, powder up your face, get get a gray wig? You be yourself, Timothy, and that's what God's telling you today. You be you. You'll never get here. You're already being a hypocrite. If you're not being you, and you're departing from the faith, I guess God wanted me to be somebody else. No, he didn't. He made you you. It's not easy to be you and to get to where that is, but that's God's Word. Don't let anybody despise you. You be an example, though, Timothy, of the believers. You do it in word, in your conversation. Do it in your love, Timothy. Do it in your spirit. Do it in your faith, Timothy. Do it in your purity, Timothy. Till I come, you give attendance to what I said and to the doctrine I've been teaching. Amen? Then he goes on. He says, don't neglect the gift in you. And I want to say that to you. You are gifted. You are gifted. You are gifted. You are gifted. Why do I want to depart from the faith and become somebody I'm not and then lie and then I have a seared conscience that I'm living by this i have made up. It's not even me. When I was gifted all along. I was gifted. Don't neglect the gift that's in you. It was given to you by prophecy. Do you think God loves you, yes or no? Do you think He made you you or you just an accident? You're no accident. Now, life's hurt you, but to find you is to find him and to know him and then to follow him, and you'll find you. Amen? And it's a journey, but it takes work. I'm now kooky talking, ain't I? You're like Dr. Phil for a second. It was given to you by the laying of hands of of the presbytery or us that saw that. We saw your gifting, Timothy. We believe in you, Timothy. Can we just say it, I believe in you, real loud? I believe in you. I hope you're hearing it. Can we say it one more time? I believe in you. That's us telling you that today in this church. We believe in you. Meditate upon these things. And give yourself wholly to them, Timothy. That thy profiting may what? Appear to everybody. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You do this, Timothy. And when they see Timothy, they ain't going to be worried about your youth no more. They're going to go, look at Timothy now. Amen? Take heed to yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Life's too important to depart from the faith. To become a hypocrite. To start lying about it. To have your conscience seared. And then to start making up some other rules that ain't even there, guys. You matter too much to God. Take care of yourself. And unto good doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing, you're going to save yourself. And you're going to save others, too. That's pretty good stuff. Now, listen. How many, because of good, sound teaching in your life, you were in a bad way, bad situation... But it was because of God's word, because of your faith, because of good teaching, you didn't go off the cliff you could have gone off of. Let me see some hands. (whistles) Wow. So I guess this ain't a bunch of bull today, is it? I hope you understood it. Push yourself to finish. Don't let the negatives that others say determine who you are, ever. Lead by example. By what you say, by what you live, by it, your life and by your faith. It's how we do it. And in your purity. Doing the right thing. Never neglect the ability that God has given you and always give Him your what? Your best effort. Throw yourself completely into believing God. Living for God and serving God. And this is something I want to always be known for. Say it real loud with me. Quitting is not an option, nor will it ever be. Let's thank the Lord for his word. We're done. We did it. Come on. Amen. That was a good word today. That was a Super Bowl message. Come on.